Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey guys, welcome back to Nobody Makes It Out Alive. This is episode five, and today is going to be all about inner child healing. Um, I chose this topic because it's actually very very important to me and this is one of my main focuses through like every day for the past few years actually um i wanted to dive more into this because i feel like i was just i don't know if i said this on an earlier episode or if i was talking to one of my friends about this but i feel like we i perceive everybody as just like their little inner child in an adult body running around and it's so much easier to like have compassion for people and forgiveness and it's so life is just so much easier when you see everybody as like little them just trying to figure it out you know like scared little confused kid like come here let me help you I want to hug you (laughs) um and I think it's also really important to see yourself that way because truthfully like at least for me, I wake up every day and I have no idea what the hell is going on. I just kind of wing it and take every day, day by day. And so we're going to kind of dive into like how to be kinder to you and your inner child and those around you and how to heal those certain parts of yourself. But um, before we fully get into it, I wanted to update you guys on my week. So um what did I do this week (laughs) I always say I want to update and I'm like but what did I do (laughs) you lost your SD card (laughs) oh yeah oh my gosh I filmed literally a month of footage guys literally I was like documenting like my healing journey and I lost the SD card somewhere in my apartment in the moving process um I think I threw it away low-key and I'm kind of panicking but that's like future me's problem. Like maybe when I get home, me, future tomorrow, me, I don't know. <laughs> but we're going to find it. If not, then I'm just going to have to take the L. It's okay. But yeah, so that happened. Um, I've been going to the gym every single day consistently for a month, guys. And I'm so proud of myself because I like a few years ago, I used to be like a gym girly, like a gym rat. <laughs> and I just like gave up and I'm finally back into it. And the discipline and consistency that comes with it and like seeing like the progress like actually happen is like so addicting. And it's crazy because I like I'm like I literally feel like a chat. I'm like in love with the gym now. I'm like, woo, like, let's go to the gym or like Alex will call me and be like, do you want to go to the gym? And I'm like, yes, lay. <laughs> and I never thought I would be like excited about it again. And yeah, I've been focusing a lot on my health, and it feels really nice, so there's that. Um, did anything, like, substantial and, like, crazy happen? Oh, I bought plane tickets yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> to where? North Carolina. <laughs> um, I'm going to go to a music festival. I think it's called Dream Fest. <laughs> I said I think. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, and I saw my friend yesterday, and I had to see. Oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, excuse me. I hadn't <laughs> seen. <laughs> I hadn't seen her in a while, so it was really nice, and I missed her. So, yeah. Okay, so we're gonna get into understanding your inner child and why it's important to connect with your inner child. So, I personally think. Inner child healing never stops. Shadow work never stops. And there's always there's always work to be done. And there's always room for improvement. Um, I think literally going about life and doing your everyday, like, daily silly little tasks can be done as your inner child. And it's so healing. Like, I remember I used to have this community phone number where you guys could text me and I could text you back. Um, I don't have it anymore. Sadly, you guys still ask me about that. But I, I remember sending out like this mass message when I first got my driver's license. I was like 16. And I said, thinking about what my inner child would want to do with my driver's license right now. And all she would want to do is roll the windows down and blast one direction. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what I did. And it felt so good and I was just like really channeling like elementary school me who was like uh, like hardcore like one direction stand and it just felt so good and I remember like from that point on I was like how can I make little silly tasks like more enriching or like healing for little me and like do things that little me like desires because she still lives in me and your guys' inner child obviously still lives in you too and you carry that version of you every day and obviously growing up there is obviously a lot that you're going to go through in life and there's a lot of opportunities for your inner child wounds to be reopened and i feel like once you think like oh like i've healed this inner child wound or i've healed this part of myself something comes up where you're like oh shit like i'm not as quite as healed as i thought i was um and it triggers you and it brings you back into this like scared little girl or this scared little boy or like this this little girl or this little boy who just wants love and like xyz you know whatever your inner child was lacking or like scared of or you know what i mean i feel like there's a lot with every situation every lesson i've gone through i'm like okay there's something about this where i can heal my inner child and from personal experience like i think the most significant recent thing like there's obviously little things that i do for myself every day um but i think like with obviously just getting cheated on like i think that's like a uh, like a pretty like traumatic event you know like that brings up some old wounds and triggers and um in my last relationship before my recent one i had also gotten cheated on but in that one i had kept going into this horrible toxic cycle where i would keep getting back with him and i would get cheated on again and all this all these cycles of like heartbreak and trauma and trauma and trauma and until it got super bad and I regretted not leaving from the jump and so when I got cheated on recently in my recent relationship um I literally sat down and I told myself I was like okay I owe it to my younger self to just thug it out walk away no matter how bad it hurts no matter how much you want to give the benefit of the doubt no matter how much you want to forgive you owe this to your younger self and you owe this to those past versions of you that were hurting from that past relationship to take the initiative and do what's best for you and kind of like just grow and learn from that experience and I think I did my inner child a huge service with that and I felt really good about doing that 
and it was very rewarding and I've made a lot of progress and I, now I can even like talk about the breakup and getting cheated on without like my heart hurting and that's just so much progress for me and it feels so great um and it healed uh it healed my current me and it healed my past version me so yeah but like I was saying like your inner child literally lives in you they are with you every single day no matter how much you would like to believe that that is a past version of you she is always with you he is always with you so I feel like there's so many, like I was saying, there's so many occurrences, there's so many potential opportunities for that inner child to be wounded or triggered, such as abandonment or neglect or a partner that's not giving you enough love or a friendship that's going sour, like someone, you think someone's ghosting you, but they're not. And there's just so much reflection and work to be done. And truly, like, the biggest thing you can do for your current self, your future self, and your past self is just be so gentle and patient. And I say that all the time, but gentleness and patientness, pati patientness, is that a word? <laughs> Patience. Pat oh my God. Oh my God. Why do I have a podcast? <laughs> patientness. <laughs> patientness. Holy shit. Oh my God. Guys, English used to be my best subject. Like what happened? anyways patience and kindness <laughs> goes such a long way in your healing journey whether it be healing a recent event or healing your inner child there's just so much beauty and patience love and gratitude personally for me so if you guys don't know my parents are divorced um they got they were separated when I was in like fifth or sixth grade and obviously like as a young child that was very hard for me and I couldn't understand it. It's very hard to understand, like, why, like, certain things happen and X, Y, Z. And it's heartbreaking. Like, you feel like as a child, like, you're going through the divorce yourself and, like, having to go back and forth from, like, your mom and your dad's house with, like, a suitcase and a <laughs> backpack and, like, your laptop and your homework and, and food that your mom packs for you. <laughs> and, like, you know, it's just, it's very confusing for a child. And, um... I guess in my mind, like, I remember this very significantly. Um, I remember Googling, like, I obviously knew, like, my dad loved me, but I didn't know that my dad loved my mom, and I was never very, like, sure of it, and I'd never seen, like, my parents, like, be affectionate to each other or whatever, and um, so I knew that my dad's love for me was real, but it was a different type of love than what he could have for a wife. So I remember being in, like, fifth grade, literally Googling, can men love <laughs> do men have feelings no. <laughs> no literally that is still a question to this day like, as can we learned on our last episode <laughs> no no um also side note like please ignore my hair i just got out of the shower and like did my makeup super quick and came but like anyways <laughs> um so i have noticed and this is like really personal but i don't mind like really getting deep on this episode because it feels right and it feels like fitting for the topic but um I noticed that in my adult years and like trying to build relationships um romantic relationships especially when I'm getting to know somebody new or like even in like when I was with my ex like sometimes I would feel like if I felt like that person was pulling away or like not giving as much, I would feel like, okay, I have to disappear completely now because I have to leave before you leave. Um, and I feel like a lot of people can relate to that. I hear a lot of people talking about that um, a lot, but I think that is actually my biggest flaw and it's carrying a lot into friendships now um, to where like, I don't, 
it's not that I don't care enough to build the relationship, but an inkling in my mind or like a certain part in my mind, and don't worry guys, I'm about to start therapy, um, <laughs> is that like I just feel like there's no point in trying to build this co this connection or like make it run any deeper because they're not permanent. They're not going to be in my life for the long term. And it really sucks because I do crave those long-term relationships so deeply, but um, I'm just, I guess, too paranoid or scared to really let anybody in like that because of my abandon, is it abandonment issues? Do I have, yeah. aban do I have abandonment issues? I, I think so. <laughs> I'm like, let's unpack. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's just... I catch myself doing it all, all the time and I'm like, okay, girl, like, and I can hold myself accountable for it and correct it in the moment, which I'm like also really proud of myself for because it takes a lot of maturity and accountability to catch yourself and realize like what you're doing and hold yourself accountable and correct those wrong behaviors or unlearn those toxic mindsets, unlearn those toxic habits of, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I need therapy too, girl. Like I'm still figuring it out, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like understanding and connecting with your inner child and being patient, <laughs> patientness. <laughs> um, I feel like connecting and healing your inner child and understanding why and understanding that version of yourself, um, is very worth your while. Um, and it will make you a better person, I promise. And it will heal parts of you that you didn't even know needed to be healed or needed healing um so i know i mentioned like doing little like doing little things that like your inner child would want to do but i think it is so important to do at like dedicate at least one part of your day like even if it's just like you're at you're at the gas station pumping gas and you go into the gas station and you see like a little Bratz doll or something, or, like, I don't what gas stations have Bratz dolls? What the hell am I talking about? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, a little squishy or something. <laughs> like, buying that. Um, I was just talking about, about this with my friend, is, like, growing up and having adult money and buying all the things you wanted as a kid. Like, my parents, like, always got me, like, things I wanted as a kid, thankfully. Like, I'm so thankful. Like, not that I was, like, spoiled, but, like, they didn't ever let me, like, fall short of something I needed or, like, if I wanted something, like, they would either, A, make me work for it or, like, they would just do it because they love me. And I'm very thankful for that. And I love the way my parents raised me personally. But, um having yeah what i was saying is growing up and like having adult money and um just like indulging like just being able to like make your own money and like buy all the things you wanted as a kid like fucking like kinetic sand or some shit or like a, a lego set i literally bought kinetic sand the other day i bought it Target. a couple weeks ago too and i was just like just oh, because i was just so excited <laughs> <laughs> and it felt so like nice i don't know i just feel like little little things every day where you're like oh my god you just embrace your inner child like you let her come out and um it's just I don't know there's so much beauty in little you every time I think of younger me like my heart just feels like so warm and like full of love and I, it's so sad because I remember when I was younger like I used to think I was so ugly and I was like babe like you're just a kid <laughs> I'm like I just want to hug her and like tell her like it's okay like you're just a kid like enjoy your youth and everybody like I feel like when you're a kid like you're just like oh I can't wait to be 18 I can't wait to be 21 I can't wait to move out and go do this and go do this but I've done all those things now and I'm like I, I just want to be like in elementary school again making like 
paper turkeys in, in class you and know? you grew up really fast yeah especially being on the internet and everything too it's just i feel like i never fully got to experience like childhood you know and i just i don't know like i miss being a kid so much and yeah i so i think a lot of my last couple of years have been like growing up and finding myself but also trying to cater a lot to younger me and making sure like she's still doing well in there you know so (laughs) I think also oftentimes people who don't heal their inner child in like their early 20s um, once they have kids they really heal their inner child through their children Mm -hmm. because they get to do the things for their kids that they were never able to do for themselves or like their parents weren't able to yeah. do for them so i don't i don't know if you're i agree gonna i have feel kids like but that also i do want kids one mm-hmm. day and i feel like i'd be such a good mom i think you would <laughs> um but i feel like that could go one of two ways like i feel like if you have kids and you don't heal your inner child you could go like the wholesome route and heal your inner child mm-hmm. through your kids but i feel like it could go also like south and like you don't know any better than the toxic or like bad habits that you know and you never put any care into healing your inner child and if you can't not not necessarily okay let me word this and then reword it (laughs) i was gonna say um if you can't heal your inner child like what makes you think like you can substantially like raise these kids and make sure like they don't go through the same like mind wars that you went through as a kid or xyz whatever you went through but i also feel like it's different because the motherly instinct is there and you obviously probably care more for your kids than you do for yourself, you know, but also I think it's so important to heal those wounded versions of yourself before bringing kids into the world. So you don't like lash out and, you know, like I feel like even our parents still have their inner child in them, you know, like our, this is our parents first time doing this too, you know? So we also have to remember to try not to be like, too harsh on them you know like our i literally see my parents as their inner inner children and it's so wholesome and i always think about like i wish i could hold my mom or dad when Mm -hmm. they were a baby like i wish i could like time travel and like hold (laughs) isn't that like so sad like i just wish i could hold my parents or do you ever see pictures of them as a child and like think yeah like i wish i could go back in time Mm -hmm. and like like make sure like you are like because sometimes you forget that they were children at one point like i'll see pictures of my parents as kids and i'm like holy shit you were a child (laughs) at one point and i forget because i've only known you as an adult yeah exactly and i don't know i think it's just so important oh i literally live by these two rules if you ever want to step inside my brain just know that these are my two rules and this is what goes on in my head at 24 7 of the day my first rule is the five second rule where if it's if I think of doing something and I don't get up to do it within five seconds, I'm not going to do it. So I count to five and I do it. My second rule is I see everybody as their inner child and I try not to be too judgmental or like angry when someone does me wrong or X, Y, Z, because if I want if I want to heal my inner child, like I, I can't like hold others to like this standard where they can do no wrong. I mean, they can't do wait fuck they can't do right they can't do right yeah yeah, yeah. you and see the bad yeah, mm-hmm. yeah yeah exactly and it's like if my inner child deserves forgiveness so does theirs and whatever they did to me probably came out of a place of their own demons or their own hurt or their own inner child wounds that they don't know how to deal with or what to do with and so those are my two rules five second rule and you see everyone as little baby them because it makes life a lot easier and it makes 
moving on and forgiveness and compassion and healing that much easier so yeah that is my brain for you <laughs> those are my two two rules of thumb yeah is that the phrase two rules of thumb rule two of thumb i don't fucking know those, those are yeah marina's rules of life <laughs> <laughs> my two commandments <laughs> marina's bible <laughs> the verena effect <laughs> um okay so as always um my managers are going to ask me some questions about inner child healing so. <laughs> Mackenzie, david y'all want to go ahead <laughs> oh just Mackenzie. Uh, <laughs> sorry guys just Mackenzie. i lied <laughs> sorry david got hated off the podcast <laughs> i'm just kidding he got booted <laughs> do you think healing your inner child improves your ability to set boundaries in your relationships that sorry that started out really fucking deep david <laughs> yeah wow i think so yes um when you have done the work and connected with your inner child and you've been like i'm sorry that happened to you like you did the best with what you knew like um i'm gonna make sure this never happens to you again or like when you're at that age where something bad happens to you at a young age you're like i'm gonna make sure this never happens to me again, or i'm gonna make sure nobody hurts me like this again um you and you do the work to stick by that it literally becomes real and it manifests and once that version or that inner child or that specific wound is healed i feel like you want so much better for yourself because of your inner child like you want to do right by younger you because you couldn't do right by yourself at the time with what you knew at least for me personally speaking it became a lot easier to set boundaries with family friends romantic platonic relationships when i did the work on myself to know what i actually want and expect out of i don't know expect isn't the right word but i just i know what i want and i won't expect less because i've been through less with my younger self so yeah I think it is a huge part to being able to set boundaries, especially if you are a recovered or current people pleaser. I used to be the biggest fucking people pleaser sometimes ever. Sometimes I think you still are. Verena's <laughs> <laughs> too nice sometimes. Sometimes yeah. I have to tell her like, yeah, it's okay I, to speak your truth. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm still working on it. It is literally like, it makes me so angry with myself too because I literally will do guys did i tell you about the time i sat through an eight hour tattoo because i didn't want to offend the artist no i sat through an eight hour tattoo i paid 1400 for it and i didn't want it and the whole time i was sitting there for eight hours being like oh my god Farina, like what are you doing what are you doing what are you doing so not only was i having like the tattoo needle pain but like the mental anguish of like oh, oh my, my god, god i don't want to do this wait like, and you did it anyway yeah yeah before i had before i had come into the artist studio like i told her i was like oh you know it's not really my style but here's some of your work that i really do resonate with mm -hmm. like maybe we can do something like this she was like okay cool i'll change it i come into the studio the next day and she <laughs> shows me the same picture and i like had no backbone and i was super like yeah super cute let's do it <laughs> and i fucking got the tattoo because i was a people pleaser ass bitch and didn't know how to stand my ground and say no and i didn't want to offend her and make her think that i thought her work was ugly or something so yeah i'm recovering i'm trying my best um and i feel like every time i catch myself like heavily people pleasing or like doing something i don't want to do i snap my i like i stop myself i'm like girl what would 16 year old you think about this <laughs> like what like what like let's be so for real what are you doing right now yeah would, so, would 16 year old you be happy 
with those decisions. Exactly. What negative patterns from your childhood have you identified and worked to change? Um, gosh, okay, I don't know where this stemmed from in my childhood, but I know that it started in my childhood. I don't know why or what is the reason, and I think everybody in this room and all of my friends can contest to this being true. Um, (laughs) I literally can go forever without human interaction (laughs) and be so okay with it. I can, like, but also, like, not even like it's so bad like i self-isolate but not in a bad way like i just love being in my own bubble but it's bad it's a bad thing like yes being alone is great and amazing and i'm so glad i find peace and solitude but at the same time it's too much girl like (laughs) i could probably not respond to someone's text for like three weeks and then respond to it like normal and it's my biggest flaw because that's not normal (laughs) i think that's not to be annoying but i feel like that's such a gemini thing (laughs) I see it, honestly. Yeah. <coughs> um, but I've just always been that way. Like, I literally remember people complaining about that to me, like, when I was in, like, middle school. Like, <laughs> it's just never changed. And I've always tried so hard to, like, okay, if I'm, like, scrolling through my messages or if I'm, like, scrolling through my phone. Because, like, to be honest, like, I'm on my phone a lot. Like, and I'm, like, okay, when I see a message, I respond to it in that moment. And then I forget, and then I don't. And then so lately I've been catching myself. I'm like, okay, you see it, reply to it when you see it. Like, don't tell yourself you're going to put it off. Don't, like, respond to it in that second. So I've been trying. It's going to take a lot of work because this is years of habit, but I'm working on it. I think that is my biggest flaw. I don't know where it came from in my childhood. I don't know why. I don't know <laughs> what made me this way, but I am <laughs> I am this way, unfortunately. Uh, I think you already answered a little bit of this, talking about your parents' divorce, but was there any other, like, childhood trauma that impacted you as an adult now? Um, yeah, but I think it's too deep <laughs> for this, so maybe next question. <laughs> what are some techniques for connecting with your inner child, other than, like, obviously what we've been talking about? Um, okay, so, like I said, like, just... Sometimes I like to think, what would little me do? So even, okay, I just moved into my new apartment. Thankfully, thank God, thank the universe. Um, thank you, angels. <laughs> God bless, amen. <laughs> um, but I was blessed enough to get a three-bedroom um, apartment. And in one of those rooms, I decided I'm going to make it, I'm going to decorate it just like how little me would have wanted to decorate it. Like, how would little Verena want her own room in my in future Verena's apartment you know so I've been trying to find like little decorations and um just little things when I go out that like oh like little me would love this like little me would be so excited about this and I'll buy it and I'll bring it home and I'll set it in that room and anytime I feel like I need to connect with my inner child like I'll do something that little me would want to do or I'll um my favorite color has always been pink but in elementary school I went through this really weird phase I think I've talked about this before, like for all of third grade, the whole year, I would not eat anything that was not green. I, my, (laughs) my favorite color was green in third grade. Um, and I literally would not eat anything if it wasn't green, any candy, I would always go for the green flavor. Like 
I, at some point, my mom had to start putting, like, green food coloring in certain foods for me to eat it. But, like, the the good part of it was, like, I loved veggies. Like, I would be eating my broccoli, girl. <laughs> um, so, still to this day, whenever I get, like, a pack of, like, Warheads or Jolly Ranchers, like, I always still go for the green ones. Um, it's just, like, little things that you that I carry with me that, like, it's just close to my heart, you know? And it just makes me feel connected to little me. Like, little me would... 100% go for the green warhead so I'm going for the green warhead um that's just obviously like a very small example compared to like the huge vague amount of work that you have to do when it comes to like actually connecting with your inner child but it, I feel like it's just like little things like that that add up that add up that add up, add up that make you feel like that version of you is still there with you um and sometimes when I'm like in the shower and like an old song like for example, Shower by Becky G. <laughs> Singing in the shower. <laughs> Do you guys remember when that was, like, huge? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think I was in, like, middle school at the time, and, like, I genuinely thought that was, like, a banger. And it is. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, if, like, a song like that, for example, comes on, and, like, normally I would go to skip it, sometimes I'll hesitate and be like, okay, wait, I'll let it play. Like, I used to love this song, and, like, even though it, like, doesn't resonate with me now or I don't really like this song anymore, it's fucking annoying, but, like... Like, mm-hmm. little me loved it, so I'm going to let it play. Um, little things like that that add up. Or do you ever watch, like, old Disney movies? Yes. And they say that, like, other senses help increase other senses. Like, so if you smell something, like, you'll get a better memory of things. Really? Whenever do I, do like... That when you... Yeah, like, when I watch Disney movies, I'll remember parts of my childhood where I'm, like... Oh my gosh, I totally forgot that happened. But yeah. just by watching like a simple little like Little Mermaid movie, it'll make me like be reminded of those things. Yeah. So I feel like if you're feeling like super nostalgic, like watch a movie that you would watch when you were like four years old mm-hmm. yeah. and it helps. Yeah. What do you do to connect with your inner child? Like that, do? listen to music mm-hmm. that I used to listen to, but also like silly things. Like um, sometimes me and my boyfriend will like, walk places instead of driving and it just reminds me of being in like a middle school like wanting to drive so bad and then just choosing to walk places that I wouldn't normally walk <laughs> to I feel like it makes me feel really like childlike again yeah um since you're in a relationship do you ever see like little moments of your boyfriend where his inner child comes out and it's like so wholesome and like sweet yes makes you so happy especially because he's an aries too the child of the zodiac (laughs) it it definitely and seeing pictures of him when he's little Mm -hmm. i'm like i wish like you said like i wish i could hold you when you were a baby and like know you as that person (laughs) and like i feel so sad sometimes where i'm like i I'm kind of upset that I only know you as an adult. Like, I wish I could have known you as a baby. Yeah, it is. There's nothing more beautiful than seeing someone you love, like their inner child coming out and them just being like so comfortable and at peace. Mm -hmm. Like, let that version of them come out. And like, it's just so like, yeah, "Ah, I love it. Encouraging people and I love love. (laughs) I know. And encouraging people around you to be their childlike selves is always. I feel like you see the most true version of yes, them. It's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I think when you feel authentic enough to yourself and you feel comfortable and free spirited and just like the person that you are and you let your inner child embrace, like you're going to like make others around you feel comfortable enough to bring that version of themselves out. And then now you just like all have your inner child like hanging yeah. out and like, it's, it's just so nice. It's, beautiful i literally love people and like when you dig deeper and like really like 
get to know that you like in a way you still can like know that child version of your boyfriend or Mm -hmm. or this person xyz you know like you just it's so cute yeah (laughs) or just like now in my career i love looking back like if 14 year old me knew that i was doing this job she would freak out like this is like totally my dream job i totally manifested this so thinking about that is crazy to me you know what literally in the shower when i was getting ready to come here i was literally thinking about that that exact thought process i was like dude if 14 12 year old me like knew i was like a youtuber with people that like liked her and watched her and kept up with her she would freak the fuck out like this is literally my dream job and i sat there for a second and i was like yo this is currently people's dream job and they're working towards like this and i remember last night seeing um a tiktok of this girl saying like she's working towards her dream of being a content creator and i was Mm -hmm. sitting there and i was like wow like i've been doing this for so long that i don't even realize like how like out of touch this really is like like, sometimes i forget like low-key this isn't normal you know and this mm -hmm. is not like you're very lucky i am very lucky and i'm so thankful for it and like literally this was my dream growing up like yeah it's crazy and if I knew, like, I was going to have a podcast and a YouTube channel and I was going to be, like, verified on Instagram and, like, (laughs) shit like that, like, would freak. She would freak, girl. And sometimes I get hard on myself when, like, it's been a while since I, like, edited and uploaded my own YouTube videos besides the podcast. And I was, like, getting so hard on myself. I was like, girl, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. Like, it, it, like, makes my inner child sad when I don't go through with it. So, yeah. Yeah, on the other end of that... When I was younger, I was really into YouTubers, like the peak of YouTube. Like, I I know the audience will like relate to this, like the British era of YouTubers, O2L. Like, that was. Holy shit. That was an era that. I was obsessed with O2L. Yeah. And, you know, going to VidCon and like all of those things. Now I work in the industry. You know, last year I went to VidCon. I did all the influencer things on the other end and it's crazy that like I'm surrounded by all these people that I used to watch and I literally manifested being in that position so like not to be annoying again but like manifestation really does work no it's really real I'm so glad you brought up like events like that too because do you guys remember beauty con is that still a thing Mm. if it is I want to go I don't think it's is it a thing still I think they might have stopped, but oh my god, it was a thing for a very long time. Yeah, I remember I was in sixth grade, guys, and or seventh grade maybe. I was in middle school, sometime in middle school. I went to BeautyCon and VidCon the same year for the first time as like a supporter, and I went. I went to like meet like my favorite makeup artists and YouTubers, and I was taking pictures with them. Two years later, I'm getting invited as a creator for the first time, and I was so hyped. I was like, oh, my God, guys, I'm going to BeautyCon, and I have an artist pass, like, blah, blah, blah. And, like, it was so crazy to think, like, two years ago, I was here in middle school. Well, obviously now, like, five years ago, but, like, Mm -hmm. when I had gotten invited for the first time, I was like, wow, like, two years ago, I was, like, literally here, like. As a fan. Exactly. And now, like, people are here asking me for pictures. Like, what's going on? Even when we went to Playlist, like, 
that's something I would have paid for as a 13, 12, 13, 14 year old. And now I'm like walking Verena to her meet and greet <laughs> and like doing all these fun things backstage yeah. with and like, like girl, I creators. used to be the girl waiting for meet and yeah. greets and now I'm like having my own, which is mm-hmm. so fucking mind boggling to me. And like manifestation is 100% real. You guys, like totally. when I was younger, I would always tell people like, yeah, I'm going to be a beauty guru. I would, I would look in the mirror like when I was like putting stupid like baby lotion mm-hmm. on my face and like baby lips. Do you guys remember those? Yes. Yeah, baby lips. I would literally be talking to myself in the mirror and I'd be like, okay, guys, so now mm-hmm. I'm going to put on my baby lips chapstick and now I'm going to moisturize pretending I had a YouTube yeah. channel. And it's <laughs> like, it's literally like unintentional almost manifestation. Yeah. When, because as a child, you're not thinking about, you know, setting and, and intentions. It's so pure, too. It's mm-hmm. like pure, like you're, wanting. You're purely wanting these things, yeah. doing things, mimicking mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. and it really does become a reality. Yeah. I think about it all the time, how I wanted it so bad as a kid, and now I'm literally living my manifestation, Mm -hmm. and it's so crazy. I don't think I will ever understand it or how this happened to me, but I'm here now, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and I'm so thankful. And, like, I really, like, for the viewers listening or watching, like, I really need you guys to, like, really understand I am no better than you. I am not above you. Like, I am literally you. I am just like you. Like, and it could be literally you watching this or listening to this that would, like, be having your own meet and greets or your own podcast in two Mm -hmm. years from now or tomorrow. Fucking who knows, you know? But, yeah, it's literally, like, all your favorite influencers, actors, like, we're all just people who, like, got lucky. But even manifesting, like, Wait, I don't want to say, like, got lucky because there's still, like, a lot of work that goes into it and it's very mentally draining. But, like, I guess, like it happening to you is luck Mm -hmm. i guess because there's everyone's trying to be an influencer like a youtuber known to some capacity you know but but i I do think it's applicable to any other dream in general like i remember being you know kids and my friends would talk about the careers we want to do and i've had friends that were like i want to be a lawyer and like now they're in law school Mm -hmm. like and it's just crazy how they would say these little things when we were kids and like now it's literally happening Mm -hmm. And that's, like, obviously less of a luck thing, but it's still, like, those early yeah. ages of manifestation. Exactly. And then to look back on it all these years later, it's mm-hmm. wild. Exactly. And I am going to say this now so that in 15 years I can look back at this. Mm-hmm. I am also going to have a law degree, and I'm going to pass my bar exam, and I will be a lawyer. Kim Kardashian tease. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was also one of my huge dreams growing up, is I wanted to be a lawyer so I wanted to be a Kardashian. <laughs> i wanted to be a kardashian (laughs) um i fully thought i was gonna go to like harvard and be a lawyer and like it was crazy like i really thought i was gonna go to like some things are just delusional (laughs) (laughs) you can't manifest everything (laughs) yeah i'm like yeah i don't know about harvard anymore girl but (laughs) but um yeah so ways like i still sometimes feel bad or like guilty for like not going through with like going to college for law and like getting my degree in that so like little ways i like to like pay a little ode to like my little self who wanted to do that so bad was like i have like this criminal minds board game and i play that sometimes so now verena reads her own influencer contracts i'm just kidding wait what <laughs> like you read your own oh. contracts <laughs> i'm like going through the highlighted she, like, she redlines her own agreement <laughs> no no you cannot pay me to go through a contract that's my job (laughs) (laughs) um but i'm obsessed with murder documentaries i talk about this all the time so i think that's a huge part of my childhood too is because um 
one way me and my dad would always bond growing up was he would always our main thing was watching these three things together it was wwe wrestling it was um those pedophile videos where like chris hansen would like cat like bust them <laughs> and then it was murder documentaries and he would he wouldn't make me watch these to like instill fear in me but it was more of like here's what's out here in the world and here's what you need to be aware of and like while there's bad people there's also the good people that are trying to catch them and do this so just like make sure like i don't know it was just always me and my dad's bonding thing and i just grew to love it so much and it's just in my personality now like that's just i love it i love it so much i could go on and on and on forever about how much i love like and i just love crime. murder now Sorry. <laughs> i just love murder i'm like cut that out in case anyone tries to frame me for murder <laughs> no but i just love everything like crime and true crime now and it's just so cool to think about like how like one like thing that i used to do with my dad could be such a big part of my life now as always, I had you guys call in and leave some voicemails about inner child healing for today. Um, for the future, if you guys want your voicemail to be featured in an episode, I always post prompts on my Instagram story at Verena Said of what the topic of the week is going to be and to call into the number 323-989-1746 with your voicemails and I'm going to listen to it and decide if it's going to be on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and I will judge you. <laughs> <laughs> and tell you everything you're doing wrong. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm we kidding. are not professionals. <laughs> it's a safe space, guys. Take our advice or don't. With a grain of salt. <laughs> Hi, Verena. Um, I know that your parents are immigrants. And my parents are immigrants, too. And I know they were raised differently than us, you know like first generation and they never taught me how to communicate properly or like talk about my feelings in general and i learned that because i got into my first relationship about two years ago and i realized i couldn't really talk about my feelings and like it's hard because they usually shut me out and this is gonna sound bad but like my boyfriend kind of shuts me out too so like how do i get to there you know like i don't know if you get what i'm trying to say how do i improve on that or how did you improve on that if you improved on it yeah thank you hi thanks for calling in um okay so i feel you 100 percent. like my parents were not the best at communicating either um my parents way of saying sorry was cutting up some fruit and bringing it to my room. I was just going to say fruit. Yeah. <laughs> or it's like I would come back from school one day and, like, she would do my laundry or something. Like, that was my parents' way of, like, apologizing. I never got, like, and I'm sorry. You're, like, we never, like, sat down and tried to, like, decipher, like, why this happened or how we can prevent it for next time and, like, both apologize to each other. Um, in my culture, it's kind of just not a thing for your parents to apologize to you. Like, that's, like, disrespect in a way. But also I will say like I my parents like now will take accountability and they will apologize to me. And it's nice because like as I'm growing up, you know, I also do deserve that as much as they do. And so do you, you know, and I feel like I don't know the type of relationship you and your boyfriend have. But I will say in some cases, some people in relationships will try to use your trauma against you in a way so if you have openly communicated like oh my parents never 
taught me how to communicate or they would shut me out or kind of give me the silent treatment and now that's what your boyfriend is doing I feel like in my experiences at least when that's happened to me like I feel like it's a weird control thing on their end um and I know this isn't about relationships but I just you know your relationship and your boyfriend best so I just want to kind of help you unpack that too because I do care about you and you do sound like a very sweet and genuine girl and that's really sad that like your safe space your boyfriend should I don't know I I feel like that's a very like touchy sad (laughs) thing for him to be like kind of pressing your buttons with um in terms of learning unlearning those habits of not communicating and not necessarily knowing how to it's kind of like you really it's all about mentality you literally have to force yourself to if you can sit there and be honest with yourself of like okay i want to be able to communicate better i want to be able to express my feelings to my boyfriend or to my parents when something upsets me but i don't necessarily know how to you can start with that like honesty is so appreciated and if you can go to one of your friends or your boyfriend and be like honestly this is going to be a very hard conversation for me to have with you because I'm not the best at this, but I'm hoping you can just be receptive and open and honest and open to hearing me. And maybe we can figure it out together. I don't know how to go about this or tell you this, but this is how I've been feeling. I I don't know how to go about this or tell you this, but this is how I've been feeling. And depending on who you're talking to, I really hope that they create that safe space for you and, give you an environment where you're comfortable and able to talk about your feelings and so sorry oh my (laughs) god (laughs) but it's also really hard when like the people when you're trying to do this inner work and the people around you aren't very helpful or also maybe haven't done their own inner work to be able to be on the same page as trying to help you or trying to kind of be on your same page it's it's just so hard like it's it, you it's gonna take a lot of you work <laughs> honestly um but you acknowledging that that problem stems from your childhood and from your parents is step number one honestly you've you've pinpointed the problem you've pinpointed the time of your life that it took place or maybe like the triggers you know and <sighs> god i don't know mackenzie what do you think (laughs) i think being honest with your partner is the most important thing and they need to respect why you are the way you are if you i think you need to be honest and say you know i'm not great at communicating and it stems from my parents not being great at communicating with me so i'm working on it and you know let them know that you're working on it and they need to respect that and they can't expect more from you if you're telling them that you know you are working on it so i think just being open and honest as long as you're genuinely working on it though Mm -hmm. it's also not fair to tell somebody that i'm working on it i'm working on it but you're stagnant in the the process i i think it's important to relay the message to your boyfriend that like when he does this it opens up those childhood wounds and kind of regresses a lot of the work that you're trying to do because that can be very triggering you know like when your when your boyfriend or your partner shuts you out and that's kind of like your trigger like it sends you into like a a scared like little like mm-hmm. oh god like what do i do now like it, what's the w- avoidant attachment style is that what yes. it is yeah. yes um, avoidant mm-hmm. and so 
uh, just honesty and communication goes a long way and i'm really glad that you're trying to work on it and i hope that it goes good for you and just try to have that conversation with your boyfriend because it feels like from your voicemail that's where it's impacting the most in your life right now so and he should be understanding if you're able to honestly tell him exactly how you're feeling yeah and if he's not run (laughs) (laughs) like this isn't a relationship episode but you should be able to communicate with your mm -hmm. partner (laughs) he should be understanding especially don't let him gaslight you especially if you're saying that you're working on it yes like if you were to go to him and say i don't communicate because my parents don't communicate and that's it then that's not fair. But if you're willing to say, you know, I am working on it, I'm willing to do this for you, but it might take some time. And I need you to be patient and work on it mm-hmm. with me. He should respect that. Yeah. I don't like that he shuts you out. That rubbed me the wrong way. I say dump him. I'm sorry. I've been holding that back for a minute. <laughs> dump him. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I don't know your guys' relationship. Sorry. But call <laughs> us back if you have an update. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Marina. Before I get into my question, I just want to say thank you so much for making the content that you make. And I'm very blessed in this life to have encountered your channel. A lot of the things that you say align with my values and needs, and I'm proud of you for all that you have accomplished at just 19 years old. The question that I had was, how do I multitask while also healing my inner child? For example, I'm currently trying to pursue medical school, but I'm taking a gap year to work on myself. When I go back to my childhood and recognize why I have all these behaviors and habits that I'm trying to unlearn, it triggers me and sends me into a panic attack that ends up taking up the rest of my day. I feel like I can't do anything after. I need to be able to manage my emotions in order to complete my tasks. While rest days are good, I feel like I've been taking a lot lately, and I want to be able to balance my healing and tests. Hope this makes sense. Love you. I love you too and that was so sweet I do want to say you are so articulate (laughs) like you just speak so well like that like itch to itch something in my brain that might have been our best voicemail yeah like that really just itched something in my brain (laughs) um but honestly I would say looking into a therapist because I have honestly I feel like I've experienced that at one point in my life of having emotions so extreme either like taking over my whole day or not feeling anything the whole day and I like literally like thought something was wrong with me because it's either so extreme or nothing at all and like when I would feel emotions I would feel it on like a crazy like wave like it just wasn't like I couldn't feel emotions like a normal person it felt like and so I feel you it's like it stumps your whole day and it's like fuck like what now like I like but I do want to say when that happens I will get into, like, trying to regulate your emotions, but I want to talk about solution. So I want you to try to put your mindset from more, like, problem-based to solution-based. So instead of thinking, like, oh, I just had this whole panic attack and it ruined my whole day and now I can't do anything, um, I want you to start thinking of solutions. And maybe this is a good way to try to connect with your inner child. So you're saying that these little triggers is what sends you into those spirals, right? Um, so maybe after you have your panic attack, after you feel what you need to feel, after you let your body go through what it needs to go through and to what sent you into that, you can do something nice for your inner child. It's like, like kind of like, and I'm sorry that happened to you or I'm sorry this triggered you. So maybe go get your 
inner child's favorite ice cream. Maybe listen to your inner child's favorite song. I listen to Paparazzi by Lady Gaga every day because that was Little Me's favorite song. It does get repetitive and it does get annoying sometimes, but Little Me always loved that song. So until the day I die, I will say that that's my favorite song. It only feels right, and I, I, anytime I try to say that that's not my favorite song, it feels like I'm cheating, and it, it's not right. Um, so try something like that. Um, I do also want to say that it's okay to have rest days. I think people get so caught up into, like, hustle culture, and, like, we're not meant to work. I will say that right now. Like, we are not meant to be worked the way that we are, and rest days... I feel like now are like looked down upon in a way because it's like, oh, like mm-hmm. you're wasting time. You're not doing anything. But rest days are so necessary. But if you're like being completely honest with yourself and with us and saying like I've been taking too many rest days, I can definitely see that happening. And I've been there before. Um, and it's kind of gotten to a point with me at one point where I was like, oh, my gosh, it's been a week and I haven't done anything on my to do list. And so it gets overwhelming. And obviously life doesn't wait for you. Life will keep going and you are still in the same spot with the same things on your to-do list so don't be so hard on yourself take it easy take it step by step find the easiest things on your to-do list to knock out the park Mm -hmm. and do those first so it feels like you're a little bit ahead or you got somewhere um i'm glad you're taking a gap year with medical school because medical school is very hard i've had friends that have gone through it dropped out or that are still in it and they low-key hate their lives so i get you girl not necessarily first-hand experience but hearing about it um so i'm glad that you're taking that gap year for your mental health but um i i wish i had more to give you but i honestly do think you should invest in a therapist i'm starting therapy again and I feel like a lot of people kind of have shame around having a therapist, but I honestly think everyone should go to therapy, even if you think you don't need it or like Mm -hmm. there's nothing in your life that you're necessarily battling. I think there's so much skills and coping, sorry, coping mechanisms that are useful and that you can learn, sorry, (laughs) from therapy. And it's, oh my God, I have hiccups. Sorry, guys. (laughs) It's definitely worth it. um i wish i could give you more but obviously i'm not a licensed professional i'm not a therapist um that's just kind of my two cents and we appreciate you for calling in i appreciate your kind words and i really hope that you're able to kind of regulate your emotions and um one thing i do like how i was mentioning my two commandments i guess i have a third commandment um i will always look at the glass as half full rather than half empty. So I talked about this, I think, in another episode, how I read this book in high school called Every Day by David Levithan, and it was about this soulless... uh, No, 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 it was about this soul who had no body. So every day he would wake up in a new body and he would have to navigate that person's life. It was a complete stranger. He would wake up in a stranger's life body every single day and he would do his best to make sure that he did right by them that he um would make sure their next day was good and that they wouldn't notice that a stranger was in their body the day before and just kind of really tried to do good for them and so sometimes when I go into those like spirals of like not getting anything done or like I I'm just kind of stagnant in life I like to think of myself as 
that book <laughs> and I'm like okay I woke up in this body today <laughs> like what can I do for this gal like how can I make her life easier today that is my third commandment is I will because I I catch myself treating others better than I treat myself all the time and I'm like wait why don't I do this for myself like that's so cute that's so like blah blah, blah. so I will sometimes put myself in that mindset pretend that I'm a total stranger and I'm doing these nice things for myself for the stranger and it works and Maybe it's mental illness. <laughs> maybe, just maybe it's mental illness, but I would like to think of it as a good mental illness because it makes me productive and it shifts my mindset in a way. So take that as you will. <laughs> but yeah, thanks for calling in, Bay. Love you. That one was really cute. <laughs> yeah. Hi, Marina. I just wanted to let you know that I love you so, so much and you're such a big inspiration for me. And um, I'm always looking up to you. And my question is, do you ever feel like you've ever let down your, like, inner child? Or, like, you kind of haven't fulfilled what they wanted? And if so, how do you cope with that? Thank you. Bye. Yes, I do. Also, hi. (laughs) Thanks for calling in. Um, yeah, kind of what I touched on earlier of how being a YouTuber was like my childhood dream. And then I catch myself, I'm like, oh my gosh, I haven't uploaded a YouTube video in a month. And little me would make YouTube videos every second of the day about random shit because I just loved it so much. And I was so new to me and I had so much fun. And I feel like I let my, my inner child down all the time. Like when I miss an upload or like when I go a while without interacting with you guys, um, because those are genuinely things that make me happy that have always made me happy is uploading a youtube video and get seeing the reading the comments and the feedback and the love that i get from it or dming you guys on instagram or our discord channel um oh which by the way if you guys want to join my discord yes yeah (laughs) um where should the link be for that link in your description Verena needs to be more active. Yeah. So everyone comment about how she needs to be more active on Discord. Yeah. I'm and gonna put my Discord link in the YouTube um description of this episode. And I'll make her talk in it every week. <laughs> <laughs> um But yeah, I, I do feel like I let my inner child down and sometimes even with like pushing my own boundaries or like people pleasing catching myself people pleasing I feel like I'm letting my inner child down because it's always been like a goal of mine to just stand in my own ground and don't do things that I don't want to do and I always catch myself doing things I don't want to (laughs) do or or like going somewhere I don't want to go or just I always catch myself end up like in situations that I shouldn't be in if I would have just stuck to my gut or if I would have just stuck to my decision and yeah it's a really sucky feeling like nothing hurts more than feeling like you've let down your inner child and the way I cope with it honestly would you are you still angry at your inner child for the mistakes they've done no like at least I'm not I forgive my inner child I forgive every single version of myself because she did her best with what she knew and what she could you know so I also like to think of myself as that as like okay if I can be so forgiving and kind to my inner child, I can be forgiving and kind with this version of myself too because I'm still learning and I'm still learning how to go about certain things. So if I can, if I can, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, if I can forgive her, <laughs> I can forgive me too. Um, 
so yeah and it's also think about like i would want my inner child to forgive current me too so it's kind of just balancing that relationship with little you and current you and just keeping that healthy balance there of just love and patience you know your whole soul and being should be filled with love for yourself and every version of yourself i can't stay mad at little me i can't stay living in the hurt that little me had so why would i sit and stay in these bad feelings that i'm having about myself now when maybe in 10 years from now my the inner child that i'm referring to will probably be me today you know when i'm 30 i'm gonna be referring to 20 year old me like oh like this and that you know and 20 year old me is me today so you have to be patient with every single like every single version of yourself whether it's you when you were 10 15 18 20 25 30 you get the point you know and you're probably gonna have i don't know i don't know it's just try to remember to be kind and patient with yourself this is literally your first rodeo girl it's everyone's first rodeo it's everyone's first time doing life so we're we're all figuring it out don't be so hard on yourself love you thanks for calling in hi verena my name is sequoia and i'm really excited to submit a little voicemail for you i you're such an inspiration to me and i love you so much you're so great and i just but i would say um I've gotten tat- a lot of tattoos that have healed my inner child personally. I wanted to know if maybe like a lot of your tattoos have like symbolism of healing like your inner child or maybe like things that you loved in your childhood. I know that you got the one from your favorite book recently. So I was wondering about your other one. Love you. Bye. I love you too. Um, that is such a good question. And I'm so glad that you've been getting tattoos to heal your inner child because I think people overlook that so much as in like an actual way of healing like people don't i feel like unless you're tatted like you you won't understand like tattoos are actually so healing (laughs) like some people think like like oh like something bad just happened to me i'm gonna go get a tattoo and like people like bystanders will be watching like oh like she's losing her mind like she's going crazy (laughs) like but tattoos have always been so healing for me and like growing up I always knew like as a little kid I always knew that I wanted to be tatted as fuck like I would always see um people with sleeves and I was like oh my gosh that's gonna be me one day that's gonna be me when I'm older and so I think even just having tattoos is healing part of my inner child but yes um this tattoo in specific um on my left shoulder with the cherries and the girl inside of it um So cherries have always been my favorite fruit, and I used to collect cherry seeds when I was little, so I'd eat the... Oh, no. Did I fuck it up? No, I think you're fine. Okay. (laughs) I would eat the cherries, and I would collect the seeds in a little jar until I filled up the jar, and then I would go make a wish in the backyard, and I would dig it up. I would dig a little hole in the backyard like a fucking bruja or some shit, (laughs) and I would put the cherry seeds in there, and I would make a wish, and that was like my favorite activity of like eating fruits is collecting the seeds but specifically cherries um and so that little girl that is in the half sliced cherry is representing me as the seed so i'm sprouting this cherry seed and that's so cute (laughs) thank you so it's like the the seed in this cherry is me and i'm 
little baby me and I'm sprouting the seed in the ground and she's going to grow to be a beautiful cherry plant. <laughs> so that was my first tattoo dedicated to my inner child, I think. And then this motorcycle one I have is actually dedicated to my dad, but it stems from my childhood. So in elementary school, my dad would always pick me up on a motorcycle. And this is like why I want a motorcycle and like my obsession with motorcycles. He would always pick me up on a motorcycle and I would be his little backpack. And I felt like the baddest bitch ever rolling out of fucking third grade <laughs> on a motorcycle. And I just felt so cool. And so I got that tattoo dedicated to my dad. He still rides motorcycles, but also dedicated to that time in my life where like, that was also like one of our main bonding experiences was motorcycles and so yeah i am still working on getting my motorcycle license i actually went to the dmv yesterday filled out an application yeah Woo. <laughs> and then uh like you said like you mentioned i have a tattoo from the giving tree the very last page and it's the old man sitting on the cut piece of wood it's, it's like a trunk now is mm -hmm. that what it's called yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and it says the end and growing up I literally remember the first time they read this book to us in school and I cried. I cried in class and I remember it vividly. And ever since then, it's been my favorite book. I read it all the time. And growing up, I resonated so much with the giving tree, not the old man, but the giving tree. I feel like my whole life I've been the giving tree. I just give and give and give and give until I have nothing left to give in most of my relationships friendships and i never know how to take without feeling bad but it's like relationships and friendships and any connection should always be give and take evenly and i've just always been give 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 with no limits and i've always like constantly found myself like well, i have nothing to give now you know like i have nothing left for you and so that last page of the book always resonated with me so much and i decided to get it tattooed and then I think the last tattoo that I have dedicated to my inner child. Oh, I have two more, actually. Sorry. <laughs> um, this eyeball on my wrist is my eye when I turned 18. So I got I wanted this one specifically. Like I always wanted my eyeball when I turned 18 because growing up, I would always say like, oh, I can't wait to turn 18. I can't wait to turn 18 because I just thought 18 was like adulthood, like the <laughs> peak of adulthood. Oh, I was so wrong. <laughs> um, You're only 19 now. <laughs> I'm like a year in. <laughs> but I was so wrong. And But I wanted to get this tattoo kind of to carry that first year of adulthood with me forever to kind of remind myself like, let, like adulthood should not be that serious life is not that serious and kind of to carry 18 year old version with me every day in a way and I miss and love 18 year old me and she just had such wrong perceptions of the world <laughs> and it's so cute so yeah love her and her eyeball will always be there um I do plan on getting more for my inner child it just it feels so nice like looking down at my arm and being like oh I know little me would love that so much <laughs> but yeah those are all the ones I have for little baby V hi Karina <laughs> okay this is Emily and basically um my question on the topic healing inner child is basically um how do you go about still having to have a relationship with the person who caused your childhood trauma and how do you go about treating them the same way before they hurt you, basically? I hope that makes sense. Thank you so much. Bye. 
You're so cute. Um, thanks for calling in. Um, this is a tough one because obviously you've made the decision to keep that person in your life um, after what they've done to you, you know, and that's very big of you. And I applaud you for that because not a lot of people are strong enough for that. And maybe, you know, I don't blame them at all for that. I'm, I personally would not <laughs> be, have someone in my life who caused me some trauma, you know. Um, I always go the route of just, if I can't see you the same way I saw you before XYZ occurred, I, I can't keep that relationship with you. Um, so I will say, though, that, things will never be the same. You're talking about um, wanting to treat them the same way that you treated them before they hurt you or did whatever they did to you. I'm not going to say it's impossible because I definitely think it can be done with enough work and enough therapy and enough shadow work. But at the same time, I think once a line or a boundary has been crossed, that's like there, that there's no coming back from necessarily or like they've genuinely caused you like trauma I don't think you can ever be at ease like you were at once with that person. Like, I feel like there will always be an aspect of, like, survival mode in some way. Um, you can definitely try not to carry on what they did to you into that relationship and really try to forget and forgive. And, you know, I wouldn't say necessarily forget. I'm not a fan of the whole forgive and forget. I am a fan of forgive and remember. Um, <laughs> because I do think if someone can offend once, they can offend twice. So just be careful, please. Um, make sure that this person is actually at a place where you know that they're not going to hurt you again. And of course, nobody's predictable in that sense. And you can never really tell the future, but trust your gut. Um, and I, I really wish I could give you better advice, but I don't think I've ever been in the situation where I've kept someone in my life that's caused me like, deep hurt or trauma um I've definitely like growing up I've had trauma from like my parents and stuff but n nothing like too serious where it's really like fucked up my brain you know but obviously me and my parents have worked through that and you know those are my parents they're not going anywhere so it's a little bit easier to mend that relationship and forgive and forget um things but I don't know who this person is to you but just tread lightly love please <laughs> um you can never be too safe and yeah just protect yourself but also don't be too scared you know be yourself and be genuine love you i love you i'm sorry <laughs> hey verena um i've been listening to your recent podcast and i love it so far the episodes are so good and they're super relatable and I love watching your videos. I've been a supporter for so long. And since the topic is about um, healing your inner child, I just wanted to know how does one heal their inner child when they're, when they're in like a toxic household or if they grew up in one, how, do they heal their inner child and how does it impact them later on in the future? Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> um, do you know if she means like healing your inner child while living in the environment or after moving out? I think she was meaning while in. Okay, so 
this is kind of a tough one because I honestly, I'm going to be real with you. I don't know how to heal your inner child while you are still in that environment. And there's some things I don't know. And there's probably a lot of things I'm not going to know. But what I do know <laughs> is how to heal your inner child after you moved out. Um, I don't want to say I grew up in like a toxic household because part of me doesn't feel right saying that because it kind of feels like guilty towards like the parenting that my parents did. Like because they definitely did a good job raising me and parenting me with what they knew. Um, I will say it wasn't the healthiest. I didn't grow up in the healthiest household, but like growing up you know and so it kind of caused me like the minute I got the opportunity to move out I did and I was definitely too young I moved out when I was 17 I'm about to turn 20 now and I've been living on my own since then and I've obviously learned a lot through that and I've obviously had to do a lot of inner healing and inner child healing and had to retrain my brain and rework a lot of things and unlearn a lot of things as well so um you know, I don't know if this applies to you, but when I was living at my mom's house, I just felt so stagnant and I would be so like down and depressed and I would just let my room get so messy and I would have like cups and plates in there and laundry would be piling up for weeks and I just had no motivation to do anything, you know? And I think it was just the environment, even though like sometimes like I want to move back home so bad because I just miss my mom so much and I want her I want her home cooked meals and I just want to be with my mom, you know, like growing up, like that's all you really want. You just want to be with your parents and like with your family. Um, but at the same time, I do really appreciate living alone and I love that and I love my me time and I love being able to come back to my space. Um, I think one thing that um, I had to really retrain or really like learn was this is my space now. I get to come home to just me and my animals, and this is my responsibility. There's no outside factors. There's no other people's energies or attitudes or problems or stresses reflecting onto me. You know, it's just my space. I can come home and just be in my own mind palace and, you know, like, it's, it's ugh, fuck, there's just something so healing about, like, leaving, like, an environment that wasn't good for you and then finally being able to have your own space and what was the question <laughs> <laughs> how to heal your inner child like after living. moving out yeah. um i don't i think once you're moved out i don't think there's much work that actually needs to be done there i think moving out and like going with the flow and like actually getting settled in is a lot of inner child healing in itself and i found that when i moved out my relationships with my family got so much better because we just weren't face to face every day. Our conflicting beliefs weren't going head to head, you know, and our time together was so much more appreciated because I have to go back to my apartment and sleep in my house. And I, my mom goes back to her house and sleeps there, you know, so our time together is a lot more valued and special and we don't argue anymore. And of course we still argue, but it wasn't like to the point where it was when I was 16 and living at home, you know, obviously, um, I really, I don't know if you're still living there, but I really do hope that you're able to get out eventually because I've like, I'm truly like, gosh, I wish I could tell you more, but all I can tell you is that moving out was very healing for me, but very sad at the same time. Like 
I'm not going to lie to you. I love living alone, but there's part of me that feels like something's missing, you know? And it's the sense of, like, family around me, you know? Like, or, like, community or just, like, waking up and seeing my mom or, like, waking up and smelling breakfast that she's cooking. It's just something that hits different about it. But it comes with growing up, you know? And I can't wait for you to experience that. And you deserve that. And you will have your moment if you don't have it already. But if you're str- if you have already moved out and you're struggling with doing that inner child healing, I think you have to remind yourself that your space is a safe space and there's nothing that can come in and interfere that or mess that up for you. And whatever energies you pick up, you, whatever energies you pick up from the outside or energies that aren't yours or anything, you literally get to leave that out there. Go enter your own door that you own, not necessarily own, maybe renting (laughs) and be at peace, you know? And I just, it takes a lot, a lot of just calmness and stillness and it feels really nice. Um, I wish I could help you more. I'm really sorry. And I love you. Thanks for calling in. (laughs) Okay. So we are about to get into the last voicemail for today. So run it. (laughs) Hey, Bruna, it's me, Sophia. Um, I wanted to ask you a question about growing up. The main thing I struggle with is I'm really scared about life after childhood. Like, I know I have a long time, but I'm scared to grow up in a sense. If you want to get any advice on that, thank you, and I love you. Bye. I love you, too. <laughs> um... Gosh, this sucks because I'm also really scared of growing up. I don't know how old you are, but um, if I could tell you one thing, it is literally I'm working on this too. I'm really trying to work on this. Live in the moment and not just live in the moment. Live, laugh, love. Like, no, actually live in the moment. Sometimes I catch myself being stressed out about the future, stressed out about the past, and I sit here and I'm like, wait, what's happening in this moment right now, though? Like, I could be worried about, I'm actually stressed out about this weekend. I have something I'm stressed out about about this weekend. But right now, I'm sitting in my podcast room with my managers, and I'm like, nothing's happening right now. Like, I'm fine now. I can live in the moment, be calm and still in this moment, enjoy this moment, and take it in and be present fully with my whole mind, my whole body, my whole soul, and really just be here. You know, I'm not thinking about this weekend. I'm not thinking about five years from now. I'm not thinking about growing up you know and i think you i i I and you also me and you (laughs) holy shit you know what this podcast has taught me is that i need to like better my vocabulary (laughs) you need to enunciate yeah i need to read more books (laughs) let's get you a thesaurus um growing up is scary everything about growing up is scary you don't know what the future holds tomorrow is scary a week from now is scary five years from now is scary um it's all scary nothing about life is not scary it's just how you choose to go about it and the mindset that you have through it you know i used to be this is gonna sound so shallow guys but (laughs) i remember like last year i would have like this hardcore obsessive skincare routine because i'd be like oh my god like i should do that again because i don't have a skincare routine anymore it's actually fucking me over but besides the point (laughs) i had like this fear of like oh my god when i'm 50 or 60 i'm gonna have all these wrinkles and like i can't imagine like not 
like I don't know not feeling confident at that age and like what happens when I'm that age and there's so much I don't know about then and like the least I can do is have a good skincare routine so I don't have wrinkles right but then I like as more time went on and the months went on I was and I I just meeting more people talking to more people like older people you know and I was just like wait like wrinkles are honestly beautiful like not to sound like cliche or like corny but like literally aging is so beautiful and like gray hair and wrinkles and everything about life and like I think wrinkles and gray hair are as comparable to a newborn baby you know they're two different stages of life but they have so much like like ah, fuck I don't know the word but do you guys know what I'm trying to get at like it's just the same energy and I think it's so cute and so beautiful and I honestly can't wait to have my own little wrinkles and gray hairs one day and I'm not scared about it anymore and it's a, just a shift in perspective it's a shift in mindset um it's like kind of like unlocking a new level like when once you get gray hairs like you're unlocking a new level you know <laughs> um try not to stress so much girl I can't tell I can't give you much advice on this because I'm also scared of growing up I'm not gonna front you know um but I just try not to think about it too much. What I do try to think about is how I can make my future better. Like, what can I do for myself now that will make future me think me, you know? Like, what can I do for myself now that will make me less stressed about my future and make me less stressed about growing up? So those are always also ways you can, like, live in the moment. Um, but as far as that goes, that's kind of really all I have to say, and that's kind of how I deal with the stress of growing up, and I hope that helps you a little bit, and I love you, and I hope that puts your mind at ease a little bit i don't know <laughs> so to close out we're gonna play a game called memory lane created by david Thank and you, David. <laughs> after this game was created we realized that we are much older than verena so i don't know if she's gonna do too great but we pulled some i believe um, in myself <laughs> yeah we pulled some media from the the 2000s and just to you know reminisce a little and i'm gonna play a three second snippet of the said media and we're gonna have you guess okay. what you think it is okay okay ah! Ah! play it again <laughs> if you don't get this big time rush fuck stop stop play it again <laughs> if you don't get this i'm gonna be so sad Cheat. Don't look back, don't hesitate when you that is literally big time rush. <laughs> when you go big time. <laughs> that is literally big time rush. Do not lie to me. Is that your final answer? No, play it again. Do you want me to continue? Are you guys gaslighting me? No. Do you want me to continue the song or start from the top? Continue it. Three more seconds. Well, that gave it away. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay, I take the L. Hannah Montana, oh God, I bro. I literally would have got that too. Big it's time rush. So embarrassing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> okay. Okay. Next one. Okay. Five, four, three. three I can <laughs> That one was easy, yeah. I think. I'm still mad about that Hannah Montana one. Britney Spears. Right? No. Play it again. 
Oh, Wizards of Waverly Place. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm doing good. <laughs> Is that my first one? <laughs> Is this um Zoe 101? No. Holy shit. Guys, I don't know this one. I, I think this show is a little I too old it. for you. Yeah. Okay, wait. I'm going to play the next three wait, seconds. Wait, wait. Tell me. Okay. okay. <gasps> I've heard this, but I don't know what it is. Drake and Josh. Oh, no way. <laughs> oh, my God. This, Drake and Josh was my favorite show. If you played up. the chorus of the theme song, I would have got it. I would have got it. this part yeah oh my god i'm so disappointed in myself for not getting that one i think you'll get this one okay. oh please this is the easiest one I'm like digging in my brain files right now. You know that one SpongeBob episode <laughs> yeah. where he went into his brain and he was like going through the file cabinet? <laughs> That's literally me right now. I don't know it. I don't know it. Oh my God. I don't You're know. a child. Who is this? Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. Oh my God. <laughs> no. I, I would have got that too. I think you need to connect with your inner child I more. I think I do, guys. Oh my gosh, this is very telling. Maybe oh, yeah. I'm a hypocrite. <laughs> See, the, when you were saying, like, how do you connect with your inner child? Like, literally, like, listening to this right now, I'm, like, reminiscing. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't think you're going to get this one. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. You could get into the future. Oh, that's so raven. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dang, I thought this one would be too old for you. No, 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 no. This was my shit. Good job. Is This is either All of Me by John Legend. Why would we put that on the list? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Whose childhood is that from? <laughs> <laughs> what are you, eight years old? <laughs> <laughs> That's what it sounds like. Is it Adele? <laughs> Play it again. Okay. Are you that eight? That was also six seconds, not three. <laughs> For preface, I would know this song after the first second. Do you know it? Mm -hmm. Holy shit. Do you want me to play them singing? Just two more seconds. Literally two. Pause it at two more seconds. I can almost see it. Oh. <laughs> okay, well, now we know. <laughs> okay, what is it? I don't know the word. I mean, I don't know the name, but I could sing the rest of the song. I can almost see it. <laughs> The maybe I don't the know dream. the rest of the <laughs> tree. Yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. There you go. The I've definitely heard this song, but it wasn't part of my the childhood. Climb by Miley Cyrus. Okay. 
No, this wasn't a childhood song for me. Sorry, guys. Damn, you're too young. Okay, I think this one might be. <gasps> is this lip gloss? What the fuck is lip gloss? My lip gloss is <laughs> popping. <laughs> and all the boys be stopping. What you know about me? What you know about me? <laughs> These are like exclusively like Disney things, I feel oh, like. Oh, okay. Mine or yours? No, like okay. this list. Okay, play it again. Play it again. This is from High School Musical. Yeah. What song, though? Fuck. I know the song. I don't know the name. I know it's from High School Musical. I think that deserves a point. Um, We're <laughs> all in this together. Okay, we'll see if it would have played Wait, longer. what year were you born? 2003. Okay, yeah. I think you're two years old when this came out. <laughs> <laughs> like, for real. <laughs> I'm pretty sure this came out in 2005. Oh, 2006. Okay. Okay, three years old. <laughs> um, okay, I'm going to play like two more songs. <gasps> you change your mind like a girl <laughs> changes clothes hot and cold. Yeah, yeah. that one's easy. Okay. Shardy, like, like a, a melody, melody in I mean, come on. That I can't keep out replay. Oh, here's here's another one. Okay. Break it down. Oh, make it fuck. Stop. Make it stop. <laughs> so, so good. I just can't get enough. I don't know. I don't know. I don't see. Baby, <laughs> what you wanna be? Play you <laughs> everywhere I go. Replay by Zendaya. Yes. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna play. Okay, I lied. I'm gonna play one more. Okay. Well, hmm. why was I about to suggest a song? You're a kitty play. <laughs> okay, okay, last one, guys. Okay. Oh, uh, girl. Sorry, I pressed <laughs> the wrong one. Fuck, wait. Hold on. I don't know if you were born yet. I might know it. My sister's 29, so. Hold on. I was, I was part of her little childhood thing, too. Find... So. The fuck is this? Caesar's just as confused as me. I think this you was just a you thing. Come on. You wanna? What the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> Work, bitch, by Britney Spears. What? No way. Okay. Well, I think I did okay. I think you did okay. I didn't do horrible. I got some right, so you're like a really young Gen Zer, I think, right or no? I think I'm mid Gen Z. I think when does Gen Z cut off? What year? I don't know. 
Oh, I'm like old Gen Z then. <laughs> I don't know. Are you looking it up? <laughs> Wait, I need to know. Gen Gen Z years. <gasps> oh shit. Okay. Gen Z is nineteen ninety-seven to two thousand twelve. Oh. I'm like So you're early Gen Z. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think you did great. Thank you. <laughs> I think so were you more So kind. So were you more Disney girl or Nickelodeon? Oh my god. I was um fuck, what's it called? Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Cartoon Network. I was a Cartoon oh, Network. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that explains. <gasps> oh my God. I wish I would have known that. So I could have told David to include yeah, some Cartoon, Cartoon Network. Yeah, Cartoon Network was my shit. But in terms of Disney over Nickelodeon, I think Disney. I was a Disney girly. So what was your favorite show? Wizards of Waverly Place. Yeah, that was my shit. I, it would like literally had me on like the elementary school field, like casting spells and shit with dirt. <laughs> me and my friends were like, wait, wait, wait. I think for the audience, you should definitely watch a movie, watch yeah. a TV show that you watched when you were younger to connect. Do you guys want to know a really funny story about me in elementary school? Yes. So after that one episode, that one Wizards of Waverly Place movie came out where her boyfriend cheated on her, like that her vampire boyfriend or werewolf mm -hmm. boyfriend or whatever the fuck. So me and my friend were like obsessed with that, right? And mm -hmm. we were like in second grade, I think, but I have... This is literally stuck in my brain because I was so traumatized. <laughs> um, me and her every day would meet up at lunch and recess in elementary school. And we would be like talking about how we're secret vampires <laughs> and nobody can know. I can't Guys, go out into the I miss, light. I miss being a kid so much. Like I truly like, <laughs> like imagine having a conversation like that with someone now. Like or, nobody can know we drink blood. <laughs> or what about um mermaids? Yeah. Like I used to swim like, like this. I can't. I can't get what. Yeah. Turn into a mermaid. <laughs> yeah oh my god and so one day um i come out to the field to our usual like vampire meeting spot <laughs> and this is after like three weeks of doing this and like she wasn't there one day and i was like oh, what like where did she go she turned into a girl <laughs> <laughs> so i'm walking around the field and she's with our other best friend and i walk up to them and i'm like oh what is going on here <laughs> like you left me and she was like I just don't think we're vampires. <laughs> she pulled your ass out. And I was so hurt. I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> and the fact that she was, like, telling this other girl that, like, she thinks that, like, that I'm, like, crazy. And, like, I think we're vampires. And she doesn't think Brian, we're vampires. But like, vampire. but, like, I was also playing into it with her, too. Like, I also had my doubts. So I thought we were really riding this out together. And so it just traumatized me. And I still think about that. <laughs> and so I think I need to, like, dress up as a vampire or something. To, like, heal, heal little that day. <laughs> in the comments if you guys have gotten to this point in the video comment below either like your most delusional thing you did as a child yeah. <laughs> or like your favorite tv movie as a child that you watch now to like reminisce on yeah mine will always be wizards of waverly place i still watch that and spongebob reruns on yeah. youtube mm -hmm. yeah hey you know spongebob was supposed to be an adult show 
Yes. Isn't that crazy? And like watching it Bikini now, I get the, bottom, yeah. the chum bucket. Oh my gosh. Maybe cut this out. I don't know. But do you guys remember that one episode where SpongeBob and Patrick had like ordered a TV uh-huh. and just to sit in the imaginary box? Uh huh. They had. Do you guys genuinely? Yeah, remember yeah, that? I remember that. They were fucking. Wait, what? They were fucking. Okay, well, SpongeBob and Patrick were fucking and like <laughs> making noises, and Squidward was standing outside the box, like, oh, "What are you guys doing?" Do you know the episode where Sandy? You get it now. You you see it? They were fucking. Wait, okay. Do you know the episode where Sandy and SpongeBob are like addicted to playing karate, like with each other? <laughs> yeah. People say that it's like they were addicted to like having sex with each other because it was like they're, I don't like they were like t- tossing and like beating each other up, but it's like they were addicted to having and then sex. That one episode <laughs> <laughs> where SpongeBob went to like that Deathly City underground and it was all green with monsters and stuff people say he was on acid (laughs) (laughs) what the fuck i don't know spongebob theories are so fun (laughs) but (laughs) comment down below your strangest spongebob theory (laughs) um but okay guys that was episode five of nobody makes it out alive i hope you guys enjoyed it i feel like this one was low-key kind of a long one huh um but thank you guys for watching or listening until the end if you did um let's have like a code word i feel like every episode should have like an ending code word that you can comment to see like who the real ones are you know spongebob spongebob yeah 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 spongebob imaginary box is is our code word (laughs) okay um thank you guys so much i love you and i will see you in the next episode bye (laughs) Yay! Yay!